This podcast is brought to you by our sponsor, Gale. Gale is the first ever AI trained specifically for the nuanced world of insurance. Gale was built to help insurance agencies and carriers cut their support and sales costs by more than 50%. How does Gale do that? Well, Gale uses voice, text, and email to sell to and service your customers indistinguishably from a human. It is crazy. It actually sounds like a human when they are talking to you. Click the link below to learn more and to secure your early access to Gale before spots fill up. Listeners of the AI Pioneers podcast get the first month free if they sign up today. You don't want to miss this special opportunity. We've already begun toying with Gail in our offices and are blown away by the responses. The AI knows the insurance better than our own in-house agents. It's bonkers. I encourage you to check them out. Good morning, everybody. I am your host, Matthew Vegas Sands for AI Pioneers Insurance Edition. Today, we are fortunate to be joined by Brandon Rondon from Rondon Insurance Services out in Oklahoma. Brandon, thank you so much for taking the time to talk today, man. Hey, thank you for having me, for having me here. I know. Yeah, no, it's, it's been my pleasure. So, man, I know, um, I know the talk of the town has been AI lately, and I know a lot of our listeners are going to want to hear how you as an agency owner and as a businessman are going to be thinking about this technology. But I think we're also going to have a lot of young, we also have a lot of young listeners out there who are thinking about is insurance the industry I want to continue going deeper into? Do I want to start my own insurance business down the line? I'm curious for those young listeners, can you share your story and kind of how it was that you went into this industry and then went about starting your own business and what that process was like? Yeah. So I started about 15, 16 years ago. This has really been my only big boy job. And everybody jokes about being in insurance is that no one grows up wanting to be in insurance. You just kind of fall into it and then you get stuck there. Um, so I started um, like 16 years ago. Um, I used to fight professionally. So the guy that was my fight manager, he started a state farm office up here and he recruited me for sales and I just moved up here, fell in love with it, was with State Farm for about nine, nine and a half years, was a sales manager there, um, very big office. And then I branched off and did my own Allstate thing. After two years, kind of saw where everything was headed with Allstate. And then I dropped off to do uh, the independent side. So now we have multiple carriers, everything, a um, little bit more stressful, I think, on the independent side because of all the tech that we're allowed to use versus yes. captive. You're only allowed to use X, Y, or Z, um, but it's kind of fun being able to do, you know, shop all these carriers and then use all these different new tech things that are coming out. Yeah, it's like uh, it's like you get to build a, a business from scratch. Basically, basically yeah, yeah. It's yeah. not it's not like handed to you like a state farm all state agency where they're not handed to you, but, you know, they give you all the platforms to use and to function. This is like, you got to figure it out and go. Yeah. For, for the, uh, for the listeners out there that may not know entirely what he's referring to. So a captive insurance agency is essentially like, I guess a good way to put it is a franchisee for one of the big insurance groups and very similar. Like if you want to go open up a franchisee for McDonald's or Chick-fil-A, the way they give you the infrastructure, the burger making machines, the chicken frying machines, all of that different stuff. These big insurance carriers would do the same thing with the resources, with your agency management system, your CRM, and all those different tools. And so, uh, and a lot of them, 
have their own tools. And from what I hear, even though they they suck a lot of the times, you're not allowed to move away from it, which is one of the nice things when you go the independent route, you now have the opportunity to not only quote from different carriers, but you now have the opportunity to actually evaluate the technology stacks yourselves, which as great as it sounds to Brandon's point, it does come with a little bit of stress because sometimes you get overwhelmed by all the choices and this, the constantly asking yourself, did I make the best decision with this tech stack? Yeah, exactly. I mean, and I mean, cause some of this stuff is not, is not cheap and you should invest all these man hours into configuring it, programming it, and then something either comes out better or then you get to a spot like, oh, this doesn't do what I need it to do. Or you, you discover a problem on the back end and it can't, it can't fix your problem. And now you got to move to another system. And what then were we, the most important things that, that you were keeping an eye on for when you were evaluating the different AMSs and which one did you ultimately end up choosing? Uh, so the AMS that we're with right now is EasyLinks. Um, that's because I was with an aggregator, but and an aggregator is one that gets you your contracts. But now we dropped off from that aggregator and we're with Agency Collective, which they don't tell you what to use. It's like, hey, just go pick out whatever. We have EasyLinks right now, but it does not communicate a lot with a lot of other um, technology. So we're looking at moving to either NowCerts or QQ Catalyst. We're, we're doing a bunch of demos with them and talking to a lot of people and see which one integrates more with different technology that, that we use. And that's, that's the biggest thing is making sure that all your technology talks to each other. Um, because if not, then you're just going back to doing stuff manually again or having a VA doing it. So you want it yeah. to integrate all over the place. Yeah, you're, you're, you're absolutely there. I think that's when, like, we see it in our own business, um, and we own an insurance agency in-house and everything like that. And that was one of the big annoying things about all the different AMSs. It seems like they're all so siloed from each other. Like, the nice thing about a QQ Catalyst or, like, a, something in the Vertifor family is you have QQ, you have agency Zoom, so you know you're going to have two things that connect somewhat well, or even NowStress, where NowStress kind of provides you the whole widget. Um, yeah. That's been one of the things that I've, I've enjoyed the last couple of years is seeing some real money get thrown into the insure tech route. So I think this was an industry that was prime and still is prime for for um, for modernizing quite a bit. One of the uh, one of the other questions I was curious on from your perspective is you've now been in the industry for well over 15 years. What have you seen has been the big difference between the agencies that have been successful versus the agencies that, that kind of just die off? Uh, well, a lot of them is, you know, just taking advantage of all the, you know, electronic forms, you know, just getting documents signed. Uh, we have an office here. We have 3,200 square feet, but I've had two people come in in the last two years. And so um, people that are still having people come in, I think that's a thing of the past. I mean, yeah, you can meet with them. We, we prefer to meet with people on Zoom. So it's on their time. They're not having to drive here 20 minutes, 15 minutes, um, and only get to talk for 10 or 15 minutes. They have to go back to work, whatever. Um, we do a lot of video quoting too, as well. Um, I'm seeing a lot of more successful agents send out video quotes because a lot of people are visual. And if I just email you out a quote and you look at your current quote or your current policy, your first thing you're going to look at is price and you forget everything that you and I talked about during the, the presentation or what I'm trying to close you. And especially if you're trying to relay that to your spouse, you're not going to remember everything. Yeah. It's going to be the telephone game. You're, they're going to mess up something. So the video quotes has increased our closing percentage a ton. And a lot of agents, there's like, I don't want to be on camera. I don't want to do this. I'm like, what's the difference between you being on camera versus them sitting across from you? Yeah. It's the same thing. 
I uh, kid you not, that has been the first time I have ever heard anybody say that uh, that they that they've used it. Uh, they've used video coding like that. What tool are you using for that? Is it like Loom? Yeah, Loom, because it, it integrates into our CRM um, agency Zoom. And so we have an automation set up where we, we, we record the Loom straight from agency Zoom and they have a placeholder um, for it to input the video on our automation. So we don't want the, the video to go out at 2 p.m. because if we text it to them or email it to them, it's going to get buried down. They're going to forget it. So we have an automation at seven o'clock that will send them the text. Hey, thanks for meeting me with me today. Here's that video I promised you. And now it's on their forefront of their mind at seven o'clock, probably winding down, or, you know, they can at least watch it in the next 30, 45 minutes once kids go, go to bed and everything. So we try, we don't send out any quotes during the day. We send it out towards the, towards the latter part of the day so they can, so it's on the forefront and they can see everything. Goodness. That's actually, that's actually brilliant. And it, I love the fact that the answer you gave, was something most people wouldn't anticipate because most people you ask a question like that, like what success what, uh, separates the successful agency owners versus the others. And some people might say, just like focus on growth or focus on sales or like hiring um, the, the focus on implementing like electronic forms and automating certain things, I think is a great answer. And I think it's one that oftentimes gets overlooked. And I think something that also gets overlooked is just like creative solutions. So like you might've seen, Hey, we need to start improving our our conversion rate what can we do for that and implementing something like the video quotes i think is, is brilliant and funny enough i'm going to send our sales team a message right after this like hey let's let's try it out yeah and i i'd be happy to send you a couple of our sample video quotes i have some stuff that's blurred out because it's i mean th then that's one thing that that because we role play every single morning and we roll we role played every day this week presenting video quotes and it's awkward for my team to sit there do a video quote, but all of us are just sitting there staring at them. You know, when you're doing a video quote, no one's staring at you. It's just you. You're free. You're free flowing to go on that. But I was giving them some different stuff, and um, I don't know if you know who Vince Vaughn is, but we watched yeah. a lot of Vince Vince Vaughn clips this week. I'm like, you guys need to have the charisma of Vince in your videos and talking with your hands and moving and all that stuff. Because if not, you're just gonna you're gonna bore them. You know, you're gonna bore them to death. So. We use a lot of Google imagery. We'll pull in different stuff. We pull in, we'll pull in different claims, uh, documents that we have, which we're tracking information like, Hey, this, this claim paid out 500,000. You're driving around with 25,000. What's yeah. going to happen when you get into this accident? Yeah. 25% of your income is coming straight to that person for the next 20 years. So we use a lot of visuals too during it. Um, they have bookmarks saved for certain things. Um, and they just, you know, that's to us, that's the best way to present it because everybody, most people are visual. Yeah. Um, and, and, and it allows us to go through our clothes again. Yeah. And yeah, and to your point, a lot of people are oftentimes just thinking like, let me just price shop the shit out of this thing. Like I, everybody on paper, everybody's offering me the same coverages. I just want the cheapest thing. People don't realize like, especially in places where it snows a lot, you, your brakes fail you one time and you rear end somebody quite significantly. And uh, you're in a place that has low limits you're you're stuck on you're 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 stuck with that for quite some time and so that's one of, that's a great thing too where you're able to show people hey we're going to take the initiative to give you improved service because we're taking the time to do these videos but at the same time you're showing people like hey insurance is not like there's a lot of things you can just purely price shop on insurance mm -hmm. is not one of those things you want to just purely price shop on Right. And 90% of the people that we talk, I would say even 95% of the people that we talk to in the way that we do our talk path, 
they're like, holy crap, I, I didn't realize all this. And then once they see the video, um, most, my wife was in a car accident about a year ago yeah. and the guy had low limits, 5,150,000. 50, we have 250,500 for UM. Her, her stem cell injections were, were 50,000 and oh but her total claim was 550. And that's with loss of consortium, which 90% of agents don't know how loss of consortium pays out. Um, the emotional lost wages, all that stuff. And I show all that in our video that we presented, like this was not even that bad of an accident. I yeah. mean, she, she, the guy did a U-turn, she ran into him and the guy's at fault. But now this other 250,000 is laying on the table. He's about to get, he's about to get his wages garnished for the next 20 years. You know, yeah. we got 300,000 from the insurance, but there's still another 250 that's, that's left out there. Yeah. That's wild and kind of switching gears a little bit. Um, and I'm, ho I hope she's okay. Um, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. She's, she's fine now. Um, but the stem cells, those things, those are miracle yeah. workers. Thank, uh, yeah. Thank God for modern technology and modern medicine. Um, switching gears a little bit. Uh, one of the things I'm curious on with your experiences, you've now had the chance to ride a variety of insurance trends, variety of hard markets, soft markets. We're in a bit of a hard market right now. One of the other things I'm sure you've had to deal with is writing technology trends. And so last couple of years, it was blockchain, then crypto. Right now it's AI. I'm sure there's probably going to be another buzzword of the year, a year from now. You as a business owner, how are you evaluating these different technologies and what sometimes feels like societal pressure to implement these technologies and see, all right, this thing's actually legit or no, this is kind of BS. Yeah. So we're, I mean, we're, we're looking at it from a cost point, like, okay, is this going to help my, cause I don't want to ever get rid of any of my employees. I want it. I want stuff to help aid them and let them focus on money making activity. If somebody's calling in and asking us to send an ID card, like, yeah, that's a two minute phone call, but that's still, that's two minutes and that's interrupting their day as they go. Right. I'd rather them focus on money making um, activities, even, at, even as a, as a service team, there's always gold to find somewhere. And so these, the different technologies we're, we're valuing, how is this going to aid them and make them stronger, uh, in their role, either for sales or service or whatever they're doing. You know, we have three BAs and that they know more about this AI technology stuff than, than we do sometimes. And they're, they're implementing stuff to make their job easier. And I'm like, how are, how are you guys doing this this fast? And then they'll show us this process they come up with and they, they run it and everything. So as long as it aids them and helps them, we'll, we'll, we'll consider it and we'll make sure that it's there for them to make them make the agency more money, make them more money. Um, and then also take the stress load off of them. Yep. Right? That's the biggest thing is their mental, their mental health is the most important thing to me. I don't care how much money that, you know, we lost out on if their mental health is suffering because they're overloaded, I need to find something to alleviate that. And this AI, um, stuff helps, you know, with Zapier, with, you know, um, with all, just everything that, that, that we're using. Yeah. Um, no, I think, I think to your point, that makes a bunch of sense because especially now with how the market is, the insurance component has in a way become commoditized, especially on the personal lines. So many people are selling the same thing. You have customers that are now price shopping more than ever they need to be serviced more than ever because you can't just win off price anymore. And so we see it all. We see it in our own experience. Agents are getting more hounded than ever because now not only do they have to figure out how to sell, they have to figure out how to answer and interact and 
kind of nurture those customers that are frustrated by their increased premiums and whatnot. And so we talk about it all the time. There's this fear that AI is going to replace people in the insurance industry. The way we see it is it's going to actually make you more, uh, better said, it's going to make you less replaceable. It's going to make you more accessible to your customers. Those, mm -hmm. To your point, those little mundane, tedious tasks that add up, like sending somebody out a COI or an ID card, those things can now be automated. Being able to answer somebody's phone calls, like, hey, I'm at the dealership. What type of insurance do I need? Like that could be automated. Being able to just do lead qualification. You get a new lead, call them up to verify the information. That could be automated. And all of that, all those automations make way for your team members to be able to work on those stickier situations, those hairier customers, be more accessible for the, for the moments that really matter. Um, so it's interesting to hear you guys thinking about it like that too, um, which is which is music to my ears. So, I, so we give our team like a lot of freedom and growth. There's a great podcast out there called the Leadership Podcast. It's by Greg Craig, Craig Rochelle, and he talks about like you can't just have a army of followers. Like you have to create an army of leaders. And so even the the newest person on our team, which is Lance, he's in charge of you know, X, Y, and Z here. And he has to produce results for that. Even though he's only been here for four months, five months, he's still in charge of that, of, of doing that. Natasha's in charge of something else and they have to drive results. And I tell him like, use any, like I'm giving you guys leadway um, to choose anything that you want to help you drive uh, auto production or live production or fire production, um, whatever you need to do, do that. And so they've been, they've been, um, you know, listening to some, some podcasts, watching YouTubes and, when they come up with a thing, it's like their baby and they, they want to show it off. And so it allows me not have to do all the research and me just be the ceiling. It allows their ideas to come in and help us grow too as well, because if it's just all me, then it's not gonna, we're not going to go far. Yeah, no, it's uh, I love that. I love that methodology. I think one of the things that going back to the point earlier, I think one of the things that a lot of entrepreneurs and business managers, I think they make a, a big mistake on is, they really only talk to their business leaders. And so doing what you're doing, where you're talking to your frontline soldiers, I think is honestly the best way to build the business. Like my next meeting after this is talking not with the leaders of the company. It's going to talk with all of our AEs that are troops on the ground, getting direct feedback from the customers because I think it's so much more valuable. And to your point, it give, when they get the chance to talk to the owner of the agency or one of the executives of the company, and show them that, hey, they're being heard. You're being encouraged to think of solutions and you're going to present them to to the founder of the company. I think it just it gets people riled up and it gets them so excited. And so to your point, it also helps them with a the mental health because they now feel like, hey, I'm at a company where I actually feel valued, where I'm given autonomy to do certain initiatives and lead those initiatives um, and actually make a difference. And, and to add one more thing to it, it it allows them to be more coachable too as well because when they present their baby right okay cool this is this is what i this is how i want to focus on this right and this is what our expectations are for this from from all these different people in here and they're not getting results from let's say they're not getting results from little johnny over here then it's not me that goes talk to them it's them that goes and talks to little johnny about like hey how can i help you better with this and then they come back to me. Oh, Johnny's not Johnny's not listening. How can I coach him better? How can I how can I listen better? But then it opens up to them. Like when I coach them, like am I doing the same thing that I'm complaining about that Johnny's doing? So it's kind of like it kind of helps me in a way of 
letting them be coached more because they see it, um, you know, from, from their other employees, like they're, they're not listening to them or helping them with it. So they're trying to figure out ways. And so it makes them more open to coaching. Yeah, no, it's, um, I had, a, I had a lot of things from all these different conversations. I think this one's probably one of ones that picked up a lot of things or probably arguably the most things from, um, yeah, I'm, just, I'm listening to you speak and my mind is just going crazy with a bunch of ideas that we can implement in our own business. But, um, but man, I know we're, we're past the hour and I want to be respectful of your time, given all the stuff you have going on. And so, man, I really appreciate it more than you know, and I can't wait for all the listeners to get a chance to hear your story and get some nuggets of wisdom here and there from some of the stuff you shared. Thank you, man. I really appreciate being here. Thank you guys. Have fun this weekend, by the way. I think it's uh, it should be a good game. Yep. Thanks, man. All right. See you.